0: Welcome back to the Turning 30 podcast, a place where we talk about what it's really like to turn 30. I'm your host, Life Coach Emma Wilson, and I'm here to help you feel better, get unstuck, and be more confident in your 30s. The new season of the podcast is well underway. This is the fourth official episode of the new season, and we're getting Deeper into the nineties and almost at episode 100 for all episodes. And it's really exciting because the podcast has been getting record amount of downloads, record amount of listens and loads of new, new people here in my community. So welcome and thank you so much. I have loved this first, first month of the podcast and I'm really looking forward to sharing even more episodes. I wanted to say that as I'm recording this, I released the episode with Jigna Patel around getting divorced young, and I have been inundated with so many amazing messages of support, women sharing their own divorce stories, breakup stories, and just saying how it makes them feel not alone to know that other people are going through this at this time. So it just makes me realize how important it is to bring these topics to the podcast. And I wanted to do a, a shout out for suggestions that if there is a topic that is burning for you and you want me to talk about a specific guest that you want me to invite on a specific subject that you feel like you need more guidance on, please let me know. I am always happy to hear you can let me know by contacting me on my Instagram account. That's where I usually am ha- hanging out with my community and that's at turning 30 coach. The 30 are the numbers three zero. And I'm also inviting all of you, if you haven't already to subscribe to my brand new turning 30 YouTube channel. This YouTube channel is going to have even more content than the podcast so the podcast will have the weekly podcast episodes and I'm also releasing monthly Q&As and personal life updates there where I'm going to be sharing even more than I usually do on the podcast so you can go to the link in the show notes and already sign up to the YouTube channel to make sure that you'll be the first to know when one of those videos is released and if you've not already I would really appreciate if you could give the podcast a review you can subscribe whatever channel you're listening to and yeah let's try and get the podcast into as many ears as possible. I just wanted to take a minute to let you know about an offer that I'm currently running for the whole of November for my foundation's course, The Next Chapter. After coaching hundreds of one-on-one clients over the past seven years, I've seen which coaching tools work the best and I've developed a very specific process that has helped all of my clients to build the next chapter of their lives and as I know there are so many of you in my audience who want to do this work you're really ready to step up and build your next chapters but you don't necessarily need or want a one-on-one coach but you do want to have the benefits and the results that a one-on-one coach will give you. So about two years ago, I packaged together all of these tools into a program that I called The Next Chapter. And since then, over 80 women have enrolled in this program. And it occurred to me the other week when I was reviewing all of my library of resources, that I'm sitting on this gold mine of resources and I'm not sharing it with my audience and my listeners. And that is why I want to invite you to join the next chapter. Just to let you know a little bit more about it, I use a three-step process with all of my clients and that process is reflect, accept and take action. And the self-study video modules that you'll get access to as part of the next chapter program are going to help you to work through this process. And alongside it, There is a hundred page workbook full of journaling activities, questions and tasks that you can do, which even in themselves, if you don't do any other part of the program, is worth hundreds of dollars for the amount of change that you will see by working through these exercises. Now, the course itself is going to walk you through so many different aspects. It's going to teach you how to identify specific areas of your life that you want to work on and focus on improving, help you set goals in my special goal setting process, and so much more. And in addition to this, there are also four workshops on my key coaching concepts, uh, confidence, boundaries, relationships, and comparison and a Facebook community that already has over 80 30 something women and in the coming months alongside the special offer that I'm running I'm going to be running exclusive community events and special guests and exclusive offers for workshops and more programs that are coming up in the next few months. So the special offer for the month of November is a reduced price access to the course for only $99 And alongside which just for the next four weeks, you're going to also get access to my friendship mini course, which is worth $66 usually and is an eight modules in podcast style that are going to help you to build better friendships in your 30s, which I know is something that from speaking to my community, so many of you struggle and want to find new friends who are on a similar path to you. So for both of these together, it's $99.00 or you can actually sign up with a brand new payment plan of two months for only $50 per month. To sign up, you can go to the link in the podcast blurb, or you can go to my website, www.turning30coach.com. I'm really looking forward to seeing you inside the Next Chapter community. Now let's get back to the episode. The episode today is a solo episode, so you just get me, and it's a topic that comes up time and time again it's actually a huge topic I'm going to try not to talk for too long it's something that I could run a three-hour workshop on maybe one day I will but for now we're going to keep this to a short-ish podcast episode and it's a topic that has also been requested by a few of my community and it's all about turning 30 or being in your 30s and experiencing age anxiety So what I mean by that is experiencing feelings of anxiety connected to growing older, connected to being in your 30s, and it's probably connected to a birthday. Now, I wanted to read to you some words that a client of mine wrote. She actually published this in the Next Chapter community group. For all of those of you who don't know, the Next Chapter is my coaching foundations course and my community where... You can sign up and basically learn all of the basics if you're interested in coaching and you want to build your next chapter, create a fresh start and really learn how you can use coaching tools to make your life better, to move into that next version of yourself. That's what the next chapter is. So just a reminder for those of you who don't know or haven't seen on my Instagram, that's currently for the rest of November on sale for $99 and you get f- access to my amazing friendship mini course if you sign up for free so go check that out before it runs out I think this episode will be released just at the end of November so you probably have around a week left to go and uh, catch that deal but we have a Facebook community and in that community I invite the members there's almost over 80 women in there now uh, to share what they are Currently, working on what they're going through. And a client of mine wrote, I'm just going to read it off here. I'm turning 30 in just over two months, and today it hit me hard. I feel like I'm doing all of the work journaling, therapy, other personal development stuff, as well as working towards my next chapter goals. But I just feel super wobbly and weird about my life direction, choices, my relationship, and the rest. Any advice is welcome to try and not get into anxious spirals during this time. And her voice echoes so many of my community that I speak to, my clients that really think about being in their 30s and it It brings up this really intense emotion and anxiety of thinking not even just where you're going in your life path, but also uh, anxiety about growing older, anxiety about life in general, about entering a new phase of life, about being an adult, when maybe up until then, you haven't really thought about those kinds of things. And, you know, it can be very, very strong. So in this episode, I'm going to share some personal stories and some kind of experiences that I've had about age anxiety, and my personal views as to why age anxiety happens at this age, and also what we can do about it. So to know that you don't have to be trapped or in of an anxious spiral that you can actually make some changes to help yourself so you know I just before we even get started want to do something that I try to do a lot when somebody comes to me with a specific problem or issue is to validate that issue and for anybody listening who resonates with anxiety with with birthday anxiety age anxiety you know it's really normal it's not something pleasant I know that for sure it's not something present, but it's something that many others go through. I mean, I go through it and went through it to the point where I created a business around it. For me, I have this thing, I call it the birthday hole, right? That birthday dread usually happens three months before my birthday. I'm a June, end of June baby, and it usually starts around April time when my con- I know my birthday is coming up and I feel this sense of panic and dread and fear that things aren't going the way that they should and then this almost like awareness of growing older and you know big birthdays are a lot especially the round numbers you know for me 29 and 30 specifically were really hard birthdays and 35 was a specifically difficult one which I think is for you know the biological clock reasons and I was researching for this episode. I was trying to find some sort of psychology evidence or study and I did actually find that there has been studies done, uh, scientific research that shows that milestone birthdays do create a heightened sense of introspection. And another study like one was studying milestone birthdays in general. So that can be, you know, 30, 40, 50, any round number birthday. And another relevant study that I found um, showed that this was particularly heightened in your 30s. And, you know, it's a time in your 30s where you really self-evaluate. And because of that, because you go into hyper-awareness and you're really starting to think about your life in that way, it can create this sense of uh, panic and anxiety and what I think is existential questioning. And, you know, the question is why? Like, why 30? And I think for many of you who know my content, you will have heard me speaking about this a lot, but I do want to repeat it because I think it's really important is it's the social pressures to have done certain things by a certain time. So what it's what I call in my coaching, the turning 30 manuals, right? The word manual is the instruction manual that we follow when we think about turning 30. And we create that instruction manual when we're probably much, much, much younger in our late teens, our early 20s, where we have this perception of what our life will look like and be like as we're turning 30 or when when we're already in our 30s. And I think for most of us, millennials, most of us who are in our late 20s and 30s and maybe even 40s listening to this it will be those really like milestone things the having a good job a secure job having and, and financial security that comes with that having being in a relationship being married for some people that also includes babies and being on the path to build a family and also buying property having a mortgage being on the property ladder is another really, really big one. And we have all these expectations that that will have happened by a certain date. And when it doesn't happen, we feel like we failed. We feel like we had an instruction manual for our life, but the instruction manual, you know, we don't think the, the manual was wrong. We think that we're wrong, that we've not been able to follow the instructions accordingly, which obviously is not true, but that's really what we feel. And I want to really validate the, the manuals by saying... It makes sense when you think about who our parents are and how we were treated growing up, what they did. You know, I can look at my family, my mum, who did marry young, but it wasn't really young for the time. It was normal. Um, in the 80s, she had me, she was pregnant with me when she was 22. And she had three kids by the time she was 28 or so 27. And that was just normal then. And therefore, we think even if we know and we do know that statistics are changing, we do understand that the age of marriage is getting higher. And we understand that many people, you know, the divorce statistics have changed, which also affects people's want to get married. And we know that the average age of giving birth for the first time is vastly different from what it was in the 70s and the 80s when a lot of our parents were giving birth. But it doesn 't matter. these are the people who educated us. these are the this is all we knew when we were growing up, also our teachers also in popular culture and because of that, we formed these really, really strong beliefs based on societal expectations, which basically means that we feel this extreme pressure to reach the milestones and we cannot ignore these pressures in terms of how they will affect our anxiety because that anxiety comes from somewhere and that anxiety comes from failed expectations or it comes from that feeling that we're doing something not right and then we panic because we think okay we only have a certain time to do all of these things now we've got to really really quickly do them and also let's not even mention popular culture so the tv shows that we watched you know Friends, huge friends fan, love it. But friends started at twenty five when they were twenty five, and it finished when they were thirty five. And when they were turning thirty, there was like this huge episode all about turning thirty, one of my favourite episodes, obviously. But even that really addressed that feeling of like having to, you know, panic and, and get married and rush and all of those things. And, and apart from Joey, by the time that they were thirty five, they they had all found partnership. And well, actually, obviously Rachel and Ross is only in the last episode, but it was very like emphasized that that's what you would do and you would like almost like they were validating that age-old story that your 20s you can kind of fuck up and have career changes and do all the things but then by your 30s you should get it all together and I think also the movie 13 going on 30 great movie love it she wakes up from being 13 years old to being 30 years old in this like stunning walk-in wardrobe with like designer everything and lives in this gorgeous apartment and you like kind of see that and you're like oh so by the time I'm 30 I should have all those things when really most of us when we're turning 30 we're living in flat shares and don't own properties and we don't have our own gorgeous walk-in wardrobes full of designer clothes and lastly um when I was thinking of this episode of what creates more anxiety I was thinking of Bridget Jones how she's labeled a spinster at 32 and let's not even go into the fact that they labeled her as overweight when she clearly wasn't overweight and yeah like that pressures that we put on us these are the movies and the tv shows that we grew up with and it makes sense completely that with viewing these over the years that when we then are there for coming up to our birthday and we don't have those things that we do think that we've done something wrong and I went through this myself you know I loved my 20s I was a bit of a free spirit after deciding to quit law I went off did my own thing moved country I traveled a lot I didn't really adhere to these turning 30 manuals but then after having this kind of like footloose and fancy free mindset in my 20s the 30s loomed on my 29th birthday, and I still felt the panic. I was not immune to it just because I'd chosen a different path to many of my friends who had kind of done the things um in the order that they um were told to do. And, you know, it really came up for me. How why is my life like this? And I think it's a message that many of us struggle with is that your 20s are the time to do what the hell you want, go and live, go and have fun, go and enjoy. But then all of a sudden at 30, we're expected to have our shit together. But the truth is, at what point during, you know, our late 20s and our early 30s are we supposed to all of a sudden have enough money for a property if we've gone traveling and changed jobs and done all these things? So it's very, very, very mixed messaging. Because on one hand, we're being really signaled to be settled down at 30. But on the other hand, we're being told to go and enjoy your 20s. So it's you can imagine it. it's mind-blowing why, you know, why anybody wouldn't feel confused at this age and it just you know I know I'm still talking about this validation but I think it really makes sense why anxiety occurs because we we're confused and we don't understand and like my client uh, who had written uh, in the first place that uh, message to me saying I'm really questioning my career my relationship all of the things and that's why it's because we're think on some level that we should have all of those things calm, settled, under control and know what we're doing and I hate to break it to you but I actually think at any age we don't have that and we're just living in very different times to our parents and very very different times to all the generations above us. Now I also want to talk about the more existential side to it because I think something that I've heard a lot, I speak a lot about what I've just been speaking about, timelines, milestones, expectations, things that come up at this age. But what I've never really spoken about before is age anxiety and the feeling of fear of being older. And I think it's something that we don't really address that much because most people think that it's too young to think about it or too young to talk about it. But I personally believe that in our teens, when we're children, teens, 20s, we almost like live a bit of an oblivious life. Like we're quite naive to the bigger things in the world. Not all of us, some of us have very different paths, but many of us don't actually really grasp the fact that we're getting older. We're just living, we're just living. It's this existential feeling of getting older and and consideration of becoming an adult now I personally think that in our 20s we're a little bit shielded from this not for all of us some of us really go on our own path and you know things happen to us younger than others and I I don't want to jump over that but I do think from my experience a lot of us are a little bit naive and, and oblivious in our in our 20s and our teens to the kind of growing up we just don't think of life as something as finite something finite and then we are turning 30 and we all of a sudden it hits us oh my gosh we are growing up you know we are our lives aren't going to go on forever we do you know change our physical body change our our mentality changes life isn't going to just be infinite and for me, it's the first time that I realized this. And I think it can come in the form of also seeing our parents aging for the first time. And for some people, unfortunately, who experience the death of a parent quite young and they see, you know, maybe not even a parent, maybe, you know, it could be somebody else around them, but it could also be illness. And I think that it's something that becomes more apparent, obviously, the older that we get, the more frequent. We were reminded of these things and I was discussing it with a client of mine in our one of our one-on-one coaching sessions and she was explaining to me that something really happened to her on her 35th birthday where she started to become a lot more aware of that and it made her feel really anxious about aging anxious about her own physical health she started to really experience anxiety symptoms um thinking that she was not well and and questioning if there was something wrong with her And also something that I was discussing with some friends that is like almost like a kind of addiction, like looking, looking at other people on Instagram who are sharing about their illnesses, you know, this is something that we see a lot, people who are diagnosed with cancer and they sharing their journey. And it had happened to her that uh, an old friend of hers had shared that she was experiencing sadly uh, terminal cancer and she said it just put life in this whole new perspective that she had never thought of before. And I was really thinking about it. And I was thinking how sometimes in our thirties, it is the first exposure that we get to these big life things. And it's really hard. And I also think that's a big part of what makes us anxious about growing up. And I want to even diverge from that and say that as women, we have been taught and signaled from, from a really young age, all the time, to be afraid of getting older, okay? We're talking about having to cover gray hair, anti-wrinkle cream, the fact that most models are in their teens, in their early 20s, the fact that we are kind of signaled that the older you get as a woman, the less valuable that you are. It can also link to career, it can link to the fact that many women, and this is a whole different topic, but having children can really affect your career and make you fall behind in the workplace and that's kind of tangled up in this narrative of if you are a woman you are in your prime in your early 20s maybe late 20s and then after your 30s kind of your 30s you're still in your prime but then after that like 40 and beyond is like we just see that narrative all the time that women are fading away I'm not saying I believe this narrative at all. Of course I don't, but this is what we're signaled in society. And I think that, you know, it creates even more fear. It creates more anxiety. It's inevitable that we feel afraid to grow up when we are constantly told that our value in life is going down the older that we get. And again, a whole other episode linked to fertility is that as women, we are predisposed to feeling anxious because of our biological clocks. So overall, when you think about everything I'm talking about, the, the milestones and those expectations that we have that often aren't met, plus this first exposure to aging and the understanding that we as women, as, as human beings, sorry, aren't, you know, infinite and we will at some point die and our lives will end and add to that this narrative about the fear of growing older as women and being less valuable and being less fertile and less relevant in society, doesn't it just make sense that we would feel anxious? Doesn't it just make sense that we would panic and try and reverse aging? But alas, (laughs) we aren't Peter Pan. And I don't want this episode to be coming in hot with lots of reasons to make you anxious. I was saying all those things to really validate and make you aware that it is normal to feel anxious, but I now want to go to the second part of the episode to talk about how can we deal with these anxieties? Like, how can we really deal with it? How can we confront the age anxiety that so often crops up in our thirties and address it, but not make it affect our lives? And I think that the biggest thing here for me is acceptance, acceptance is huge acceptance that there's only one certain thing in life and that is that life at some point will end time is passing and we must accept that and it's really hard to do it when you've never really thought about it before and I think a lot of people don't I want to address it it's too scary maybe even listening to this you feel you're feeling confronted you maybe feeling a bit afraid maybe what I'm saying is a bit like making you feel panicky, but it's something we can't run away from, we can't shy away from it and I think it's really really important not to pretend, not to pretend that life is something else and in order to accept, I think each person has an individual process of what it means to accept and for some people it can come from reading a specific book or even maybe listening to a specific podcast episode or going on your own journey of acceptance. I for one, when I've experienced this before, I've really tapped into my spiritual self. So I've really read a lot around life and really got interested in the deeper, deeper things that I had never, you know, really been interested in before the past few years. I've done a lot of deep diving into what it means for me to accept and embrace the the finality of of life and to connect with that part of myself that often wants suppressed it because I didn't want to really like, confront it or accept it. In my Next Chapter program, I have a whole module with a few different uh, recordings on acceptance. So for any of you who are already in that program, you can go and, and read those and uh, listen to those self-study modules and really have a reflection on it. But I think that it's really important to understand that and it's just like my client said in the in the message that I read out before is that sometimes doing all of the things doesn't really help because what we're trying to do is run away from the anxiety but what we actually need to do is befriend the anxiety we need to accept that that anxiety isn't actually going anywhere The anxiety is with us we can lessen it and I'll talk about how in a moment but I think it's really important to acknowledge that Growing older can feel anxious and it's okay and someone said this to me once and it's always really stuck with me when I was really anxious about something is that ask your anxiety what it wants. Befriend your anxiety and ask your anxiety what it's trying to tell you, what it's trying to teach you and that really made me feel calm because it made me realize that it's okay to feel the anxiety and I just need to tap into it and ask those questions. So the biggest thing I hope you take away from this episode is that you can go on a journey with your acceptance of these things with that especially the existential things that I've been talking about and and really understand how that what it means to you and what you can do with that and it isn't something that is going to be resolved in one podcast episode but it's definitely an opportunity this anxiety that you might be experiencing is a chance and a, an opportunity to go and explore, explore more what's going on. And I would say an opportunity for you to access your tools to control your mind, to learn how to really deal with those anxious thoughts. So many of you will have heard of mindfulness, but for me, that is a lot to do with really understanding what my beliefs are, really understanding how my mind is working and my emotions together. So I do this with my one-on-one clients and it's really, you know, understanding what do I believe, getting out that piece of paper in your journal and writing at the top, you know, being in my thirties, growing older, aging, and then writing down all of the thoughts that come up. Do you have a really strong belief that growing old is negative write it down. Do you have a strong belief that in 10 years time, you won't be relevant in your workplace anymore? Write it down. And really get clear on what these beliefs are, and then question them. Because many of them might not be true, or many of them we can choose not to believe. Our minds are like toddlers running around in a supermarket, very, very hungry, and they're just like grabbing things off the shelf. But what we can learn to do, and this is really what I've learned to do over the years with my anxiety is to to calm it to calm my nervous system And everyone has different uh, methods for that breathing is a really good one so uh, doing some breath work doing some um, meditation and yoga journaling is a great one and um, for me I'm very somebody who likes to get all the worries and thoughts out on the page and then sift through them and I truly believe that this anxiety can be tackled head on. Now, I also want to talk about this narrative, the women growing less valuable over time, because I think that it's something that we can feed into if we choose to. And it's something that I want to call all of you to do is to not be a victim of this narrative. Because often when we play up to these stories, we then might start being more quiet, being more introverted, not going for that promotion at work, wearing clothes that aren't really an expression of our personality. We might start to hide hide parts of ourselves away, we might get really slaved into this whole capitalist, anti-wrinkle, dyeing your hair, and don't get me wrong, I, I dye my hair. Um, I'm not saying that we all have to you know do all of these things completely perfectly, but There's something about showing up in a different way to actually flip the narrative and reverse it. And just because society expects us as women to grow older and to not be front and center as we go into our 40s, we don't have to be that way. We can just be proud and bold and all of the things that we want to be. So I'm just calling out to all of you that, you know, aging doesn't have to be something scary, it can actually be something so amazing and for me, it's something that over the years has really helped me is to connect with older women, connect with role models, older women who have really paved the way and shown how growing older can be something really inspiring and something really exciting and I've googled many times before and I've also shared it on my Instagram women who really successful in their 40s and 50s and just knowing that we're just getting started our 30s are so so young still The average age expectancy for women I think is like 83 or maybe even higher and we're in our 30s we've got time and I just urge all of you to really take that time almost like Take this narrative of time running out. Take this time of, oh my God, I'm growing up and growing older and life is passing me by. And then deciding what to do with it. Deciding, so does that mean I'm going to go into myself? Or am I going to go out and see it as an opportunity to live? See it as an opportunity to to grab life by the horns and and, and just go and do all of the things. And for me, that's what my 30s have really been. It's been okay, I can see that I'm growing up, I can see that life isn't always happy, and things, bad things happen in the world, and people are getting older, and people I love and care about, you know, getting sick, and all of the negative things, and saying, what am I going to do with that information, am I going to let it just wash over me, and then stay here, or am I actually going to make it, you know, mean that I'm going to live my life in in the best way possible get out my comfort zone am I going to just really live and I love that one life mentality and I wish and I hope that all of you when you're listening to this episode can feel that inspiration of yes I can do that too I can really feel that one life mentality and go and live the life and live my path and aligned path as I love to say and enjoy just enjoy our short time here on this planet in these bodies. I think that it's so important to do that and to not just let this anxiety sweep over us and stop us from living the lives that we really want. And the last thing that I will say, and this is like another piece of advice for all of you, and it's really in relation to birthdays, because as I mentioned before, whenever I have birthdays coming up, I feel terrified. I feel all of the things I'm sure many of you feel. And I often use it as a chance to evaluate and have some introspection. But when I do that, quite often, I ask myself toxic questions. And some toxic questions that you might ask are, oh my God, what am I doing with my life? Why haven't I achieved more by now? Why am I still single? Why am I not married? Why don't I have children? Why don't I have money in the bank? Why don't I have a mortgage? Why am I supposed to, uh, is this where I'm supposed to be by this age? Why does it feel like everyone else has got their lives sorted out? And when we ask toxic questions, we get toxic answers. And those toxic answers will drag us down. And what I want you to get used to doing is asking healthy questions. Asking healthy questions that can help you reflect, but in a way that's going to give you productive answers. So for example, taking all those questions I just said and asking things like, What have I learned about myself in the past year? Why have I learned about myself in the past years? What are my current focuses? What do I want to change? What do I want to achieve before my next birthday? What do I want to achieve by the time I'm 40 years old? What small changes can I already start to make that is going to make my life even better? What makes me feel inspired? So these are all questions, you can jot some of them down, that will make you feel better will hopefully be able to lessen that anxiety and open up the options for different ways that you can live your life now I want to finish on a quote it's actually a quote that I wrote I I don't know I think I was having a conversation with with a client of mine she was actually one of my first coaching clients and she was 50 at the time and that was about six years ago and she's become somebody, we're friends and we always keep in contact. And she said to me once, and I think this is really true for many people who have lost a loved one at a young age, that when you lose somebody in your life, it makes you appreciate being alive a lot more. And it, and it's really sad that it takes that to for us to do it, but often it does when we ha- when we experience grief and loss of somebody close to us, it makes us want to live our lives even more vibrantly. And she always said to me because she had lost her sister very young I think in her in her 30s or her 40s and she said that loss created for her this insatiable appetite for life and I wanted to finish with a quote that I often repeat to people and that it's that the reason why getting older is so beautiful is because we get to evolve into the humans that we want to be and learn about ourselves year on year and that is why aging is a privilege. So I'd just leave you on that note that aging, growing up, being in our 30s and beyond is a huge privilege. We should all remind ourselves and just be grateful that we get to experience life and as we work on ourselves and as we do this self-development work that I know many of you listen to this podcast because I speak about this topic our minds become more intricate and more developed We, we evolve and we become more conscious and it's the beauty of that that makes our 30s the best decade and I'll see you all on the podcast next week